all places together. Here we believe that our lives are connected to one another and rooted in God's inclusive and expansive love for diverse creation. I'm Colleen Montgomery, pastor of All Places Together and your podcast host. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. I've got a story for you, a story called Resting Together. While perhaps for some, a true episode about resting would just be some gentle music or perhaps some nature sounds, I'm really excited about today's conversation. A dear friend and fellow pastor is leading a ministry out of Ohio that has been doing a summer podcast series all about Sabbath and rest. So I reached out to her a few weeks ago and asked if she wanted to do a little collaboration moment, and she said yes. So if you happen to be a regular listener to the Momentous podcast, this episode is going to have the same middle as their episode. We've each added our own introduction and announcements to the conversation that we shared. So without further ado, let's talk about resting together. Well, Rebecca, I just want to start our time together by saying thank you to my out-of-the-blue text that was, hey, what are you doing for this Sunday's episode? What if we do something together? Um, Thank you for putting the prompt on Instagram asking, what was the question? Oh, yeah. How like, do you find rest? Yeah, that was it. And thank you for being a good friend and laughing when I responded, uh, listening to the Momentous podcast. <laughs> Smiley face. I love that. Yes. So for those of you who aren't as familiar with All Places Together, I do go to my Instagram stories to try to invite other voices into the podcast, which I know is something that Rebecca does too. And she responded and I was like, we just kind of do this together because that's kind of what this whole series has been about for me. And your most recent series has been all about rest. So it just made sense. Yeah. And we have, well, why don't we start with me introducing myself to your people? Because they have never met my voice before. Let's do it. So I knew listeners. I am Pastor Rebecca Great, and I am also a pastor mission developer. Uh, and the ministry I'm currently called to is called Momentous. And um, we are also a digital ministry, but we will have in-person gatherings in and around the Columbus, Ohio metro area starting next month. And we have spent... All summer long in our podcast, focusing on Sabbath stops and really leaning into exploring what Sabbath and sacred rest means for us in a time when all of our schedules completely change during the summer. That is so true. And now they're all going to change again as we head back into school rhythms. Like, even if you're not in school anymore, like, Chances are something about your life is shifting. Happy fall. Happy fall. 
Well, and I want to say hello as well to all of the momentous listeners. My name is Pastor Colleen Montgomery, and I'm uh, the mission developer of All Places Together. And I also serve as the director for digital ministries uh, for the Virginia Synod. And so I live in Salem, Virginia, where our kind of biggest synod office is, though we do have another one over on the beach in Norfolk. Um, And Rebecca and I, we go back like almost 10 years now, which is wild. That makes me feel very old. I know. I was doing the math in my head. So Rebecca and I both served our first calls in the Mm -hmm. Indiana, Kentucky Synod. And we uh, were both in the the cohort together of first call people. Yeah, we were. So they do something called like first call theological education, um, which is for pastors and deacons in their first three years of ministry when everything is very new and you're trying to figure it out. Uh, So they gathered all of us that were in our first three years of ministry together to just kind of be a support for one another in those first couple of years. Uh, And so even though Pastor Colleen and I served like two and a half hours apart from one another, we were still in the same group and we met every month. We did. And it's just such a beautiful moment now, like here, um, each in our third calls um, and getting to learn together and do ministry together again. Um, And I'm realizing I didn't share as many details about All Places Together's current series, which is called Together, um, which is part of our name. Um, And it's a series that's been exploring why we do faith together who we do faith together with, and then these last kind of set of episodes are how we serve, care, pray, and now rest together. And so it's just the perfect combination of what our ministries have been up to, and it's so fun to get to join together for this. Well, it's like, you know, God is here or something. I know, right? Amen. So I remember... From those first call meetings in our big group, I remember that as we were going around the room, um, Pastor Colleen was always, always the first one to share or to offer a comment or, and they were, and it was all good. Like, this is a good thing. But I remember that she was always the first one to speak. And I was almost always the last one to speak. (laughs) Um, And I will tell Colleen something that I don't think I've told her before. So this is neat. Um, The very first meeting we had together and you were the first one to talk. I cannot remember what you were talking about. I remember sitting there and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. She talks so much. And now we're, like, best friends. So it can, it like, opposite personalities can come together and get along really, really well. But I just remember that first meeting. That's so funny. I wish you all could see my face as I'm, like, trying not to laugh directly into the microphone as she's saying this story. Because, yes, I am... 
a self-proclaimed extrovert. Um, and I think I've grown a lot since then, like in managing that, but it does definitely come out sideways at times. Like the days when I am working from home alone and it's just me and my dog, Luna, and I don't have a single meeting, like that first person I talk to, whether that's my husband gets home, I'm talking to my mom on the phone or a friend calls, or even like someone else from the office calls. It is like jibber jabber city there for a minute and then i when i am like out and at meetings and have talked to so many people all day long and then i go home and i walk and i see my husband and he's like hey how was your day i it's about a 50 50 chance if i'm going to make words or if i'm just going to growl at him (laughs) because i need like 15 or 20 minutes of just not being talked at before I can have regained my composure. So I can be like, oh yeah, now we can talk and I can tell you how my day was. Yeah. And I just, we, we were both kind of like so tickled by the difference that we have and how that connects to like how we seek the rest that we need. And so just, We thought it would be so fun to be able to explore that from our different perspectives and hopefully in all of that, like affirming for you that however it is that you seek rest, that in all of it, you're together with God and then perhaps some of it you're together with other people, um, but that it's something that we all need And it's okay that we need it and seek it differently. So I do have to say, it probably is only appropriate then for us to just relive this little bit of a classic dynamic. And I can go first and share how, as an extrovert, I seek and experience rest. (laughs) How do you experience rest, my extroverted friend? So I do want to start off by saying there are, in fact, times when I want to and need to be alone. And that I need space and time for that. I just know that that time is usually a lot shorter that like than other people need. But there are times when I want that. But what I most often seek and what really feels the most restful to me is that when I'm able to be with my closest people, that I can really just like be my fullest self around Um, That I can let down like those filters or the professionalism, some of that pastoral identity, and I can just really be me. I can, I feel myself breathing easier or like relaxing into, into my mind and body. And that with whatever it is that we're doing, I, I can rest in that because I'm not functioning on like as high as a level and then I think within that like it really looks different based on whether I'm trying to to rest my body like my mind or kind of like my heart um so like obviously my body is tired (laughs) uh you may or may not know I've had a sprained ankle for much of the summer and so I've spent a lot of time physically resting in the recliner with ice on my ankle. 
Um, And so like getting into whatever that comfy space is, whether that's the recliner um, or the hammock, you know, spaces outside or inside with people I love, like that's something that's really restful with my body um, for my body when I don't have to be physically active or like when I'm icing or something like that, like doing something that helps rejuvenate my body. But I find when I was thinking about this, I really rest my mind differently and I rest my mind by moving my body. So I love like a fitness class where there is an instructor and blaring music and we are like pushing and like I can't think about other than what I'm doing for my body. And that gives my mind and my emotions just like a pause and I can get out some of, you know, my frustration or my anxiety. Um, I just think about, you know, what my body is doing and and give my mind a break. Um, And that's actually something I've really been missing this summer since I haven't been able to go to the gym. And that's kind of starting to come out a little bit sideways in a variety of places in my life, truth be told. Um, And then I think about like for the rest of my heart, like what does it mean to kind of rest my heart or rest my soul? Um, That could be in places, you know, like with worship or um, really vulnerable conversations, you know, with friends. Um, But also I think taking in like really beautiful stories, like reading and listening to books is something that's really important to me or like taking in beauty, whether that's beauty in nature or art or music, those types of things that really like feed, feed my heart and feel my soul because so much of my work is like a creative output. I really feel like I need to like tend, tend my heart Um, in that way. And so, and I think of all of these things um, and sometimes like in this world, and maybe this is something that you, Pastor Rebecca or others will relate to as well, is like, sometimes you have to like prepare to rest (laughs) and you have to, right? Like you have to do work in order to be able to rest, whether that's like have a full day off where you don't have to do anything or even have like restful mornings or evenings, afternoons, like depending on what your life likes. And I actually think that there's biblical precedent for this. I was thinking about the story in Exodus where um, they're in the wilderness and God gives them the directions for the manna and the quail that are going to come each day. And they're to pick it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to pick it up, right, every day. And they're only supposed to take what's good for that day. But the day before the Sabbath, they collect double. And so like this idea, this teaching of before you rest, you do the things that you need to prepare, like so that you can rest well and like lean into that Sabbath time afterwards. And this is something that like our Orthodox Jewish siblings do really well, actually, as they prepare for Sabbath every week. And so preparing, I mean, whether that's like food prep or doing chores or scheduling the time to be with friends or making that appointment at the gym, like investing the time in the work that it takes so that when it's time to rest, I can do that with the people that I love or God and just me. So next week, I am currently scheduled to be on vacation, Mm. which is amazing. And I am so excited. 
but that means this week is chaos. Right? Right. <laughs> because everything for this week has to be done and everything for next week. Yes. And um, so I really resonate with the sometimes you have to prepare fully so that you are able to rest. Yeah. Mm. So I find rest in completely different ways um, because all of your wanting to be around people to find rest makes me exhausted thinking about it. I appreciate um, your vulnerability and honesty. Yes. I very often will find a Sabbath or rest or reconnecting with God by retreating away from things or from people like I move to places where I am confident it will be quieter than whatever setting I was just in um, and so that might mean if I am in a gathering of like 100 people that I move to a smaller conversation where it's just three or four of us it might mean I say I love you all but I need I need to take a break or I need to take a nap uh, just to get to a quieter place um, so that my mind can calm down and my heart can calm down and I can get grounded again so that I can then go back in and be in a like social relationship and all of that. Um, but often, even when I retreat to a quieter place, like, I'm still doing something um, because even though I really find groundedness and connection with God in those quieter places, I still have a really hard time just sitting still and not thinking thoughts with my brain. Like I can't not be thinking 17 things all at the same time. Um, and so I, I usually try to have something that I am doing to help my mind focus on doing that thing. Like if it's reading or if I'm knitting or crocheting, um, that helps calm my thoughts down from like 17 to maybe four or five. Oh, maybe. I just like, that is, I feel that like physically in my body, that idea of like going from so many to less, even if it's not just one thing. Like, less is lovely so in this situation. And I started to pick up on this particular need when I was in college. Um, I was really active in the Lutheran campus ministry at college. And I went to a big state school. And so there were just people everywhere all the time. All of the time were there people. And something that... I like craved during my weeks was to go to the almost bedtime nighttime prayer. So there's one that usually happens in the evenings, but this one happens later. It usually happened at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And um, the fancy church word for it is Compline. But um, we would pray it together. Yes, together. Yes, there were people. But it was an entirely different atmosphere than what we had typically known as like a more full worship service. Like every, there was no musical instruments. We either spoke or sung without instruments accompanying us. And the lights were very subdued. 
And uh, it was just a slower pace and a shorter service. And during that service, there's a portion where you do just read these little snippets of scripture, like one verse, maybe two verses. And one of the earliest times I went to that service, the verses we read were from the Gospel of Matthew, where it says, like, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And it was that feeling of being unburdened, at least for those 15 or 20 minutes that we were gathered in prayer together and feeling my mind calm down a little bit and feeling like my heart rate go down just a little bit and realizing, oh, this is sacred space. And because the worship service just had a different feeling about it, it wasn't it didn't feel as like amped up and stimulating as like a traditional Sunday morning worship can be. Um, and so even though we were there together, it was very much we are here together, but also still separate and apart and holding those two things in tension with the same group of people in the same space. Um, and I really, really, really crave that. And so those verses have always like held a special place in my heart because of that experience. And then when I was exploring seminary, I walked into the chapel of the place I ended up going to seminary, and those words are literally carved into the altar. And so I was like, oh, this is a whole part of my call story. Okay. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, but as you were sharing about, Pastor Colleen, as you were sharing about how you seek out rest through relationships and through doing things and how I seek them out usually by retreating from relationships for a little while so I can come back and be in them fully. Um, do you remember the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. These two sisters and they're buddies with Jesus and they have him into which ha- one of their houses? Well, it was both of theirs because they were Lazarus's sisters, right? Yes. And so they were all gathered together in the house. And was in was it in Bethany? I think so. I believe it's in Bethany. I think that's right. And so they are at the house, and Jesus is there. And Mary spends her time in that scene, sitting with Jesus and talking with him and listening to him and learning from him. And then in the meanwhile, Martha is elsewhere in the house, like in just in a different room. And I think the Bible says she was distracted by her many tasks, which is a nice way of saying she's doing all of the things. Doing all of the things. And I think I read somewhere, I can't, I don't know the citation off the top of my head, that like, it's actually closer to like doing that it's connected to like the serving and like doing ministry. So it's not that mm-hmm. she was just like puttering, putzing or or getting caught up in like frivolous things that didn't matter. Like she was doing this this interpretation says like she was doing things for ministry, like mm-hmm. for the work that Jesus was doing. And that could have been cooking a meal. It could have been preparing things to help people. We don't know, but she was busy. She was doing stuff. Was and she was a little grumpy with Martha for not helping for sitting and spending time with Jesus and not helping her get the things done 
in in the story, Jesus like responds to Martha and says, you are worried and distracted by so many things. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. And this story has always just like frustrated me. Me Because if Martha is busy doing all of those things for ministry, can they not both be right? Yeah. Like, what does it look like for Martha to have rest? And is what Martha's doing, is she preparing so that she can rest? Is she being nourished by what she is doing, you know, or, or not? Like, or is it really like a not healthy or not encouraging place to be like we Mm -hmm. don't we don't know that part of it but it's like jesus there's god there's more here well yeah and these are like four or five verses kind of plucked out of the middle of a whole big long story and it's always dangerous when you pick out just a couple of verses and try to like find some sort of meaning in it without reading it together with the rest of everything in that book or the rest of everything in scripture but i just I wonder how how both Mary and Martha may be absolutely responding in faithful ways and in ways that are either giving rest or will give rest soon. But I also wonder if there's any indication that both of them also missed the mark. Hmm. And I think that tension might be some of the beauty of this story because so often like I hear folk have heard folks have conversations where they share like how they find rest and they're at like two different sides of things kind of like you and I were Pastor Colleen yeah and they like pick at each other and say no you aren't resting like I am so therefore it is wrong or I'm not resting like you, so then therefore what I'm doing is wrong. And then that shame monster sneaks in. But I think there's a lot of flexibility for what rest can mean for each of us, depending on like the personality that God has gifted us with and all of our gifts and the ways that we recharge. I don't think there's any one particular way that you have to. Yeah, I think short of sleep, right? (laughs) Yes, please sleep. Please sleep. Please sleep. Yeah, but I think I love this conversation because it, I think it can help us grow our capacity for understanding one another better and, and trying to create space for the people in our lives, whether that's, you know, a spouse, a roommate, another family member that you live with you know, people in your work circles, if you are part of a congregation, like in your congregation circles, like how can we like come to understand each other knowing that like God invites us to rest and to have Sabbath Mm -hmm. and how can we understand that better for each other, honor that for one another and, and know when it's time to, to have someone else take on a little bit more so that the other could sit um, or vice versa, that there's ebb and flow in that. And then when uh, when you just full on everybody rests, like I know uh, the people at Momentus have, have talked about the story of Jubilee this summer, um, which is a story from um, Leviticus and it never happened, but it was this hope that all of the people and all of the creatures and the land itself that the Israelites tended, that all of it could have this year 
to rest um, and that there was particular types of like freedom and liberation that came with that. And so like, what does that look like and how, you know, in a functioning society where, where things, certain things still need to happen, like can whatever unit you're a part of maybe have some, not only have rest, but maybe even have Jubilee. So did I tell you that in January and February of 2020, I prayed for my previous call to have a year of Jubilee? Oh, I don't remember. So I did. And I, we were, it was such an active, and it still is, such an active, busy, thriving congregation. Like every day had like two or three different groups meeting. Every night had different things happening at the church. Really amazing ministry happening there. But boy, howdy, like it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot to juggle. Um, and so I remember thinking like, we just need a year of Jubilee where everything kind of lays fallow and we focus in on worship and we just live and worship and pray together. And then after a year, we discern what we will bring back. So this is January and February of 2020. Mm -hmm. What happened in March? Wow. So I, to be clear, I am not saying my prayers are that powerful or important, nor am I saying God caused a pandemic so that we could have a year of Jubilee because we do not believe any of that stuff at momentous or all places together. But it was a fascinating timeline of what do we do whenever things do lie fallow and realizing that that particular kind of jubilee in that particular situation resulted in more work but when that's because we didn't have the time to prepare for it it just kind of happened pretty suddenly but what would it mean for us to create maybe longer periods of where we rest and prepare for them um so if we're used to resting for an hour how do we make that two and if we're used to resting for two hours, how do we make that like half of a day? How do we make that a day a week? Oh, we're, we already do that super well. I would love to have a conversation with you if you are already a pro at Sabbathing for a full day. But how do we stretch it out even longer? Because at the end of it, for me, what Sabbath does is it helps us reconnect with God and with one another and with creation. And I mean, at least in my corner of the world, like there's still very fractured relationships. We haven't relearned how to be in connection and community with one another because we're so busy doing other things. We need something like Sabbath or an even longer period heading toward Jubilee to restore those relationships so that we can rest together. I think, Pastor Rebecca, that that is a beautiful kind of ending question for our time together that for whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are in life, as you're listening to this, what does it look like for you to either create some time for Sabbath and rest? Like what, what does it mean to prepare for that a little bit so you can have that moment or how can you increase that? And this is likely going to come with conversations um, with the people that you live with in your inner circle to kind of make that happen. But we both hope that you can do that so that you can mm -hmm. 
experience God's love for you in that place um, because you you deserve rest. It is one of God's hope for you, and we hope that for you too. Yeah, there's a book called Rest is Resistance by Tricia Hersey, which is a short book and it's magnificent. Um, and if you are a reader, I highly recommend it to you. And in that book, she says, I believe this is a direct quote, but it's very close if it's not, that you are worthy of rest simply because you are alive. Mm. And I think that lines up with God's command for us to rest, being in the commandments and being built in as part of creation. And I think that's good news. I think so, too. Well, thank you again, Rebecca, for this time together to collaborate um, and bring our communities together so that hopefully we can all rest better. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Colleen, for making time to record and sending a last minute text message to this introvert friend of yours. for resting. Dear God, I am tired. I need to rest. I know so many of us do. Help me to voice my need to rest to those in my life and to do the preparation in order to be able to rest. And then when the time comes, grant me your peace. Let my body, mind, and heart relax, to know quiet, to experience healing sounds, to take in new beauty. Fill me with your hope. Within my communities, empower us to tend well to each other's needs to rest. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. We hope you experience God's love for you and the world in today's episode. If you're listening to this on the Sunday it comes out, August 20th, you can still sign up for Zoom communion tomorrow night. Monday, August 21st at 8 p.m., we're gathering for communion. Even if you're not sure about communion itself, I hope you'll consider coming to pray with us. The link to sign up is in our socials, So just fill out that quick little Google form and then I'll get the Zoom link to you on Monday. And if you can't make it tomorrow, no worries. We're actually going to start gathering on each third Monday of the month. So if you can't make it tomorrow, I hope you'll be able to join us in September. We've got a space ready for you. I also hope that you'll join All Places Together and Technicolor Ministries out of Texas for God's Work, Our Hands Day of Service on Sunday, September 10th. 
This is a day of service that our national churchwide body does each year. And we're collaborating to do an online event to support the trans community. We'll be learning about writing letters to our elected officials to show support for our trans siblings. And we'll also have the chance to make cards of affirmation and celebration for LGBTQIA community centers. We'll gather at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and there's a link to sign up on our socials. As always, thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Being church together is so important. Thank you for those who give financially to empower the ongoing ministry of APT. If you would like to make a financial gift, you can go to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Now, click that button, and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. You can make a one-time gift there or even set up a recurring donation. Until next time, remember that God is with you and loves you wherever, whoever, and however you are.